Welcome to the Providence Community Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. If you'd like to stay connected with us, download our app, Providence Community, or visit our website, providencecommunity.org. I love this place. It's so funny how I, uh, yeah, if you need to get me to cry, all I gotta do is talk about my brothers, man. It's just so fun to see what God's doing. I don't know if, I mean, many of you know this, but they just have been faithful in this region for so many years. And the Lord, even a little bit about, a little bit of what I want to talk today is just about the faithfulness of loving on Jesus. Um, I think it plays a huge significant part in what God's doing here, um, just because of the faithfulness that they've plowed in. So I just want to honor you guys, love you so much, and uh, this has been a great season to, to grow as a family. And, and yeah, super excited. My wife and I are uh, leaving tomorrow, so I'd love to say hey to anyone else that's here, and, um, and uh, we'll be going to seeing my dad, which is super fun. Um, we've kind of, I think, made it almost like once a year. This is our time we stop here. So love what God's doing. I'm going to pray, and then we'll jump into the Word. Is that okay? Before I pray, I want to just say something. My wife and I in Kona, we go to a Pentecostal church. And uh, I didn't grow up in a Pentecostal church, but I'm charismatic, and I believe in the Holy Spirit and His gifts and all those things. And, and, but I just want to share with you today, if I'm sharing and something hits your heart, I just would love to hear you say, praise the Lord. Amen, Jed? Come on, church. All right. I'm going to pray. Jesus, we thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that there is life and healing in your presence, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that this church is here as a a tool to bring heaven to earth. And Jesus, we just thank you this morning. We thank you that gratefulness, Lord, leads us into the presence of the Lord. So before anything, Lord, we just ask that you would hear our hearts, that we're thankful for this year. We're thankful for Christmas. We're thankful for sending Jesus, Lord, humbly to this earth, Lord. You, you could do whatever you wanted, but you sent a baby, Lord, to show us how to be humble. Show us what it looks like to love on people. Look, it looks like to do ministry in this life. And Lord, I pray that today, my prayer is that you would show us how to abide and that you would show us how to be ambassadors for the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, so my title for today is, uh, is a lifestyle of the presence of Jesus. And, uh, I think it goes well with kind of coming off of Nathan's message last week. Um, I watched it and I I watch most of the messages here, most of the services. We love, uh, watching the stuff that comes out of here on Sundays. Um, but just a kind of a follow-up, I feel like this message really, I want to focus on friendship with the Lord. I want to focus on uh, carrying His presence, uh, abiding in His presence. And, um, you know, almost like if I had to put it into one statement, I would say this. There's a scripture my wife and I got tied on our wrists out of Exodus chapter 33. And it's when Moses was going uh, to the mountain and he was on the mountain. He was in the Lord's presence. And, and he, what he said to the Lord is, Lord, I don't want to leave your presence, Right? And, and when I think of this morning, I think of us getting uh, uh, an impartation of an understanding of what it looks like to, to be with the Lord, but then go because he promises something just like he did to Moses in Exodus 33, and that is that his presence will go with us and he will give us rest. Amen? And so I just want us to, this year, I think 2022 could be a set apart year for this church, for you personally. I don't know if you're watching online where you are, but I, I know that when we get his presence in such a way where it grips us, where we really love the Lord, and we, we get this understanding that there's actually a commission to our calling and we can't just stay here, then all of York County and all of the nations could be saved. Praise the Lord. All right, if you have a Bible, let's turn together um, to John 15. 
Got a new ESV this past month. Praise the Lord. Does anyone have a great Christmas? Can I hear a shout? Come on. We had a special Christmas. I, I uh, often talk about my brothers, but also just want to honor uh, Chris and, and the Lagores. They, they go above and beyond every year to get us so many gifts, but also just shower us with love, anything we ever need. They're the greatest people in the whole world. We love you guys so much. So thankful that we can be missionaries and have a, a lineage of missionaries. I don't know if you know, my wife comes from a, a lineage of missionaries and uh, lived in uh, Namibia, all over different parts of Africa. They all speak different languages. And even this week, I sat with a pastor, and all he did was talk to me about my wife and her family. And I'm like, this is amazing. Because when I come back, usually it's like my brothers or my dad or something, but I'm sitting there, and they're like, your wife, you know, your, your uh, wife's mom and, and uh, her dad and what they did in the nations. And I was just getting so gripped with thankfulness. Um, but let's go to John chapter 15. We'll read uh, 5 through 10. I think I gave it to you guys, right? Yeah. I want to just read this, and then we'll jump in. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch that withers, and the branches that are gathered are thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever it is that you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abided in his love. I wanna talk to you this morning, yes, about abiding but really a, a, a core value of our ministry, which is being presence-centered, carrying the presence of Jesus. And it's by abiding that we do that. I wanna give you a few statements here as to what being presence-centered, what abiding in lifestyle, a lifestyle that, that looks like. Um, first, I just wanna say, this is not the privilege of a person in ministry. A presence-centered life is not something that Nathan and Philip or, or the other pastors here have the privilege of living. You have the privilege of living it as well. The second thing is uh, a deep relationship and a friendship with God. That's the number two, the, the main two things I want you to hear is there's this deep friendship that we live in with the Lord. Uh, it's intimacy. Did you know you were created for intimacy? And I, I feel like in my heart this morning as we were standing there, I came up here and I was sharing, but I had this like groaning in me. You know, some people, there's words for what it is, but I was like, oh, I just want them to feel how much you love them because there's this place that we can get to in the presence of the Lord that is more satisfying. I know, I know many of you have tasted it. I'm just speaking because I, you know, after Christmas, we're kind of caught up and we're like, what day is it, right? But I just, I was like, Lord, I want us to feel this. And I've groaned for this. I've prayed for even this Sunday for you. And I don't know what, what you're coming in here with this morning, but I know that there's a place God wants to meet us at. And if we're not intimate with Jesus, we'll be intimate with something else or someone else. And the, the reality is this Christmas, especially for what God's doing in this next season at, at Providence, you, you don't have the privilege of being intimate with things other than Jesus. I just want to be a, a, a discipler here for a second. I would talk to you like I would to our students. You don't have the privilege of living and loving other things than Jesus. You don't, if you're in this house, I just wanna call you higher this morning. I'm not smacking you, I'm just telling you that you, when you come and be a part of a church like this, what God wants to do with them in a region like this, we don't have the privilege to just hang out. We've gotta go deep in. And uh, pre 
really another way of, of putting living in a, a, a present-centered way would be prioritizing our present-day intimacy with Jesus uh, more than what we do for Jesus. And so what is that? Every day, even, even more than what we're focusing on, when are you gonna be with the Lord? Because he really does wanna speak to you. You know, the Bible promises uh, that he has secrets hidden for those that will seek him secrets. And it says he reveals them to the prophets. When you look into the scripture deeper, you realize that all of us can access those secrets, all of us. And I don't know, you know, what, what background you come from, but I believe that even if you just became a Christian like last week or the Christmas Eve service, there are secrets for you and there are secrets for each of us. And uh, like I shared, my, my desire would be that we would come out of here today knowing that we are created for intimacy, knowing how to abide, but then the other side of that is be ambassadors uh, and take it to the earth. And uh, one of the things many people don't know is I spent about um, six years as a youth pastor in this area. Many of you have walked with such a burden for young people. Um, but one of the things that always happened is we were always teaching on this reality that the Lord's presence, like he wants to be in us, he wants to be upon us. And there's these two things. And there's this reality of when we get with God, there's, a, there's actually the Bible promises that his presence will also be upon us. And I just, I just came this morning with this burden, Lord, would we get this? Because John 15 is pretty clear, apart from me, you can't bear any fruit. But there has to be this revelation, almost like the spirit of wisdom and revelation that has to hit us. Because that's what moves us to actually change and actually do something with what we're hearing. I want to read these quotes from uh, the leader of our ministry called Fire and Fragrance. Uh, this is a guy named Andy Bird. He says, the language and outworking of abiding in the Lord is related to a vibrant prayer life, worship, and time in the word. These are, as he says, conversations, so to speak, that God has given us to deepen our fellowship with him. Also, I wanted to share that, um, you know, I think the, the greatest burden I see uh, or I feel when I see young people come to our base or when I'm ministering to young people is that, that the enemy, I think, has convinced our generation, especially this generation of Christians, uh, that by doing more or by serving more or by being a part of something, that that's effectiveness and you're gonna reap fruit from that. But the reality is actually that fruitfulness comes from abiding. And, and what happens is so many times we're surrounded by Jesus, right? We're surrounded by Christians. We're surrounded by an amazing youth ministry, right? We're surrounded by the swirl that's around Jesus, but we don't ever actually lock eyes with Jesus. And even before we go any further, I, I, even if it's awkward for you, I would love to just take a moment and pause and, and ask you to position your heart this morning because there's something that happens when you just, in your spirit, you just say, Lord, I, I, I want to be a friend. I want to be your friend. Lord, I pray that that, would, that reality would hit us, Lord, this morning. You know, we weren't created to do ministry. We weren't created to plant churches. We weren't. We were created to love Jesus. And if, if loving Jesus isn't a part of our schedule, our life in the Lord, Christianity will have no impact. Guys, I was just standing down here and I, I, I was putting a video on Instagram. You know, it sounds silly, but I was. And right as I did that, I see this headline, uh, 2022, pull your mask back out. We're, back, we're entering back into the age of death or something like this. I don't remember what news and whatever site it was, but I was just like, oh, this is the weirdest time to be alive. I don't know if you feel that way. Could you just witness? This is a weird time to be alive. 
Did you know that, that the Bible talks about the time we're living in? It does. And I believe we're in the early stages of like the groaning that they speak about in, in scripture. That there's days where we're living in. I don't know even where each of you are at. If you're young people, I want you to understand. Like we're in, we're in the stages of time where if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you will spend an eternity away from God. And it's not, it's not far off. It's not far off. And if there's a sense of urgency that you need to, to tune in to Jesus today, I pray that you would catch it. Because guys, every step we take away from Jesus is a step in the wrong direction. Every step. And you know, I, I have a few friends that kind of talk about this. And one of them, one of them is uh, named Alan Hood. He says, Christians everywhere are trying to do the wrong thing or do all the right things and all God wants is eye contact. He says, so many of us are connected to the stuff all around Jesus, like I shared with you, but we actually never lock eyes with the man. You know, I think, I think the best way to describe this would actually be just, I was thinking about when, when to share this, but uh, you know, my daughter Haven, has anyone ever been in quarantine? It should be everybody. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Are you serious? Wow. Well, in Kona, things are pretty strict. And so when you get off the plane, if you're not wearing a mask, there's a consequence. Every store, you have to wear a mask. Everything's intense. It's a very intense place, but it doesn't mean that we can't be the light of Jesus and live our life, right? Okay, so don't know. That might be a word for somebody, but I just want to encourage you that you can still be Jesus Christ in a place where they're asking you to wear a mask. Second thing, there was a season where there was about two, three weeks um, where our base, there was an outbreak of COVID and we did our best to honor and do all these things, but uh, my daughter goes to a preschool and she was supposed to be in our house. I think Cammie could correct me, but I think it was about 14, 15 days we had to be in my house. And if you've seen my house, uh, it's very small. We have like, we have our, our house is probably the size, and this isn't a crack. We love our house. It's actually one of the most amazing places on the base to live. I get to renovate it. Praise the Lord. I'm not complaining. Our house is probably the size of that room, a little bit more, maybe like an office. And we have our bedroom, so like an office size, I'd say. And praise the Lord for it. But my daughter spent like 15 days in this room. And I'm just, every day, I'm insane. I don't know if you've spent any time in quarantine and you're a doer like me, I'm, I'm going insane, right? I'm doing Legos, I'm reading books. I, if I hadn't read a book that day, I'm like, what is, what is my life? I'm a failure, you know? Just kidding. Thankful for the presence of the Lord and identity in Christ. But this is how I felt. I was losing my brain because I hate quarantine, right? But we're honoring this system. And so I'm the whole time thinking Haven's like losing her mind. I'm like, Haven has nothing to do. She's been coloring for four days straight, right? I'm usually the one that's like, Haven, let's go to the beach. Like, I want to take a picture with you and, and have a great memory. You know, she's getting to that age where it's like, things are like, you can do more things together, right? We have a relationship. It's amazing. But I'm like sitting in there. And the reality of this quarantine is that she didn't give a rip about the quarantine. And it was actually like her favorite time. Do you know why? Because we were together 24-7. I couldn't go to the gym. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't walk outside. And there was a sense of honor in this whole season as we were doing this on our base that was hard for me, but it taught me something. And I, I really do believe that there's a reality of, of living connected to the Lord that we just don't understand as a culture. And I just wanna challenge you higher into it this morning. I'll move on, I promise. But that's, that's, that's present-centered living. Okay, we'll do, I want to show a diagram in a second that's a YWAM diagram to, to show us kind of how we step into being ambassadors. But before I do that, I wanted to share this, um, and, and that is one of the things we often ask students when they come to our base is, how is your friendship with the Lord? And have you ever been asked that question? Anybody? 
It's okay, I'm asking it to you. How's your friendship with the Lord? And this isn't like a condemnation thing. This is just like, you know, man, how's your friendship? Because this is, this, is, this is the thing they often say. They go to the last place they led worship and they say how many people camp to the front at the altar. They tell me how many messages they've preached or how many people they've discipled or what ministry they've been a part of. And the reality is, is that none of that matters. And that's what our culture thinks loving Jesus is. Oh, I was up on the stage with Phil. Woo. That's not a life in Christ. And a life in Jesus, it, it's, guys, we haven't even stepped in as a generation. I just feel there's a guy named Corey Russell. If you get time, look up his ministry. It's a little intense, but I promise you won't regret it. He, he talks so much about this that we're in an age where just like Mary, right, where like I've shared, we've got to lock eyes with Jesus again. And we're out, we're out trying to cook dinner and all these things and just like Martha, but he wants communion with us and he wants friendship with us. He wants that present day intimacy to be greater than what we do for him. You know, Bill Johnson says, we wanna be used by God as a generation to change history, but we haven't established a history with God. The only way to make history in our generation is to establish a deep history with him. My leader in Kona says, Andy says, we were not created to do ministry, I shared this, we weren't even created to, uh, to work. We were created to love Jesus. And I just want to harp that again and again and again, because, you know, I, I've shared it, but we've got to get this. We've got to get that the kingdom of God, you know, he set it up. To some of us, it feels backwards, but he set it up in a way that where, where we, when we abide, we bear fruit. And I want to pull this analogy out for you. This is a YWAM gem, uh, and you'll have to pardon my drawing really quick. But this is a belief tree. Is everybody okay? Yeah. I, won't, I won't speak long this morning, I promise. I really believe the Lord has something for us, but I'm gonna just draw this. This is the ground. If you can't see it, I'm sorry. These are roots. We're getting way practical this morning. Is anybody a practical thinker? I don't always share this, but I felt the Lord had some sort of breakthrough in this for someone today. So this is a tree. Not bad, right? Some of you are like, you're an artist, thank you. I should be painting up here with Chadburn. Okay, so I just want to give this picture to someone. So down here, this is our beliefs. I'm giving you guys a little YWAM, a little YWAM gem here. The trunk is our values. This is where we get practical. The limbs, hold on a second. The limbs are our choices. And the fruit is the fruit. Nice and easy. Everybody say, the fruit is the fruit. That's good. I felt that. I need to get you all to repeat some more things. That was fun. Okay. Here's, here's the reality. I'm going to share these with you. And if I need to, I can write these on the board later. But I just don't want to do that for time's sake. But many people, when they look at a tree, they need to see things from the ground up. Okay, so what do I mean? Well, beliefs, I'm just gonna go through uh, an example of what I'm trying to get to and then we'll, we'll speak for a second. Is, it, is everyone okay with this? Okay, so beliefs are something like I'm created for intimacy with God. I wanna show you this, how this affects everything above it. I'm created for intimacy with God. I can meet with him in person and in the place of prayer and worship and fasting and his word and he does draw near to me. That's a belief, okay? What does that lead to? Well, everybody knows who's planted trees. 
grows into a trunk. And before the, all this comes, I just drew it for the sake of this morning. Before all this comes, it comes here. So your beliefs of that, this understanding of being a child of God, this identity of knowing I am not what I do. I am, I am who I am because the Lord has made me goes to this place of valuing integrity, honor, trusting in him, celebrating his word, thanking him. These are values. These are core things that are a part of who we are. Intimacy, these things, this, it's a deep value. Then out of the root or out of the trunk moves into these things that start growing before the fruit and before everything else. And what are those choices? Here's an example. Scheduling times with the Lord are choices. Prayer room at Providence, choice. Allowing weekly time, like I shared, to be with the Lord. For some of you, purity software on your phone, choice. In intimacy, as a core belief, beliefs lead to values. We make choices that sometimes are hard. But how many know if you don't make choices, the words we hear don't do a thing? So here's some choices. Maybe another one for you is going to your wife and reconciling some problems from years ago. Maybe you haven't been feeling the presence of the Lord because your beliefs are there and some values are there, but you haven't made a choice yet. You catching what I'm saying? So in your choices, what happens is then from that, see, yeah, from that comes things like love, peace, joy, favor, good relationships, right? And I'm gonna get to another part of my message here. He rests on us. His manifest presence really rests on us. You know, some people, when they hear a, a, a message like, presence-centered living. They think feels, they think a type of worship. I'm not inviting you into that at all. Because quite honestly, I don't like that. I've been to Bethel. I've been to YWAM. I've been here. I, I went to a school that was fundamental, that was known for its Bible teaching and sending people on the mission field. It was very far from anything presence-driven. But what I've noticed is if presence-driven living starts here, our lives change a community to where the fruit that comes is actually so attractive to the world that you don't have to be putting Providence's name down in the middle of the city. You don't have to be putting, I'm a Christian at work on your name tag, which some people do, that's fine. You don't have to be going around shouting like some people do on street corners, repent! No, you don't need to do that. See, and I'm not trying to call anybody out, but the reality is many people, even those, have missed the reality that it's from a place of identity and intimacy with the Lord in our beliefs that lead to values, that lead to choices, that lead to the fruit. Amen? Okay, moving on. Why, why share the belief tree other than the fact that I wanted to draw a picture and talk about why we I really think that, like I said, some people think that you can just see fruit by being a part of something. But I want to just read this statement. Some people think that fruit that comes from intimacy with Jesus is all for the sake of their warm feels, happiness, and rainbows. But in, in reality, fruit should be leading us to changing culture around us. Okay, so we're shifting now. We're, taking, we're going from abiding to being ambassadors. And I just want to talk really quickly about the, the difference between omnipresence and manifest presence. Are you guys with me? Okay, omnipresence. God is everywhere present. He's everywhere. If you're a Christian, he's in you. Holy Spirit's in you. He's alive. Why do we pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why do we ask for the Holy Spirit to come into a place? Why do we uh, change the whole way we do a ministry so that the presence of Lord is honored? Well, because there is a difference between omnipresence and his manifest presence. And when we live at a place of manifest presence, what is that? He's, his glory comes down. 
Nathan talked about last week. It's this worship lifestyle. It's not, a, it's not, it's not a, a cool saying for a church. It's a lifestyle of loving the Lord. And what happens is if we root ourselves in that, his manifest glory will rest on us. Have you ever met somebody when you get with them, you're like, oh my goodness, that person knows Jesus. That's how I want to live. Is that how you want to live? I think it should be how we want to live. I think, I think that first and foremost, we shouldn't have to tell people we know the Lord. We should be able to have them feel it from our life. And I, I feel like in my heart this morning, I was like, Lord, what would be a good scripture to, to articulate this? And I was just praying and the scripture was uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5. If you guys have it, you can throw it up in the back. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. You know, I was praying, Lord, some of them have this abiding thing, right? I was praying to the Lord. Some of them got it. Some of you got it. But some of us this morning need to hear how to be ambassadors. So I'm gonna pull this scripture out. If you have it, if you don't, let's read it together. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. Therefore, if anyone is a new creation, the old has passed away and the new has come. All that is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to God, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ Jesus, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting us to the message of reconciliation. This is the best part. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And I skipped a phrase in there because I want us to get this phrase. Okay, I'm going to read it back. I'm going to read the phrase. And if you hear the phrase that I skipped, say it. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What was the phrase? Anybody? God making his appeal through us. Just a little fun thing to do, seeing if you're still awake. I'll read it again. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Why is that little statement about we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God, important? It's important because there is a way we can live that because we understand the Lord's prayer, because we understand intimacy, because we understand that heaven can come to earth through our life, we can implore heaven on Christ's behalf. Let me give you an example of what that is. I have a friend in Kona. His name is Zane. He's a school leader, and he's one of the most wild people for Jesus I've ever met in my life. I just went to Oahu with him. He flew me out, and we did ministry together for a week. Every store we were at, someone came to Jesus. I'm like, I don't even know the Lord being with this guy. Anyways, every worship service, he's like this in the back. Jesus! Lord! And if he's doing ministry, he's, he's imploring on heaven. Lord, come! Come on, this looks awkward. Lord, Jesus, would you come today? Lord, I ask that you would manifest your glory in this place. Jesus, I'm not here to sing to you. I'm here to, to meet with you, Lord. I've seen you in the secret place. I have a history with you. Now come by your spirit. God, you could do that at your workplace. You got a car. Guys, I, I spent a year not knowing what God was speaking because he told us to go into missions and I got a job by the grace of the Lord that gave me a truck and I had a two hour drive some days and it was the worst, but it was the greatest season of intimacy I think I've had in years. I would every day, I'll be praying in the spirit. 
I don't know what you believe about tongues, but I believe that it is a way to connect to the Lord. I would be driving down the road, Lord, praying in the spirit. Lord, I need you, Lord, implore your glory. I know you said this is a season where I need to be faithful, but Lord, it's, it's really bad and it, it's hard, but I need your glory. Even as I'm pounding in steaks in the freezing cold. Come on, maybe here's an example. Lord, I, I don't like my boss but you've called me to be a presence-driven person and carry the presence of Jesus. Lord, I ask for your presence at work, for your presence in my family, for your presence with my hard marriage. If God gave you a marriage and there's any chance, this is the time to get it right. I have a friend who's 25. I meet with him every week. He's been married for four years and he's ready to give up his marriage. He's ready to give up his marriage. And I looked at him last week before we left. We meet all the time. I said, bro, your marriage is on the line. Get on your knees. If you really believe Jesus is who he says he is, get on your knees. He really is who he says he is. If you don't believe it and you're wasting time living for things that don't matter, you need to get on your knees. You need to get on your knees. In scripture, you know, we, we often forget the, the passage and I think it's Matthew, Matthew chapter 22. Someone could correct me later, but the Great Commission. The Great Commission says, go into all the world, preach the gospel, da-da-da-da-da-da, baptize people, cast out demons, all these things that we don't even believe anymore as a church. And, and the reality is, is that maybe someone here this morning needs to get real with the fact that they need to get on the, their knees with the Lord more, but maybe someone needs to hear that you were sent here to be sent out. And this isn't actually where you're supposed to be. And I prayed before I, I knew I should share this, but there's people here who are called to the mission field. And I've committed this year with my wife where we are, if you support us or not, just know this is the longing of our heart. We wanna go to the nations. Why? Because Kona's great. But to be honest, the more I'm out of Kona, the more healthy I am. Because it's the swirl zone of the presence of the Lord when I want it, when I need it. And guys, I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're using providence that way, you need to stop. And here's the reality, until you see that, reality, you will not be effective as a Christian. And there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a glimpse that God wants to give us this morning of getting out of our sphere for a second that's so much bigger than you understand. No one, no one cares about COVID on the mission field. Do you know why? Because people are dying and spending an eternity away from Jesus. No one cares about COVID on all these things, but we live in a place where we're honoring the demands of COVID. Every day I'm humbled by it because I come home here. And to be honest, I talk to a lot of Christians and I'm, they can't even go, go to church because they had to wear a mask last night at dinner. Guys, if you're getting taken out by wearing a mask at dinner, you need to check your heart. You need to check your heart. And I know it's just the day after Christmas, but let this be a smack in the face for the day after Christmas. Because 2022 cannot be a year where we live in this feely zone of, okay, I love Jesus. I've been around him, but I'm not doing anything with him. And don't let that be you. Don't let it be you. I don't, I don't know where you're at, Phil, or whoever can come up. I have some things I want to share, but I, I, just, I just came today with, with a burning heart for some people. And I don't, I don't know if you need prayer. I would love to pray for you. There is no condemnation in my heart. And if you feel that, I'm sorry, but that's not what I'm preaching. I'm preaching the reality of the scripture, which says you abide and then you go. 
And abiding and going can look a certain way at your workplace. It can look like going to the nations. You know, some people aren't called to the nations. Some people are called to their workplace. Some people are called here, praise God, there's a church here doing what they're doing. I just want you to get a glimpse and a piece. Are you catching this? That there's more, there's more. And it's found in this belief of he is God. He comes near to me. I'm a child of God. I don't, I don't lead worship two times a month. I don't serve on the serve team two times a month. And then I have a place of fruit that people see from my life. No, 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 no. You weren't created for any of that. Thankful that you do it because without it, providence wouldn't exist. But, but guys, we've got to get the belief, this core belief. I just want to share one more thing and then I want to invite us into a moment of response. You know, I, I think um, the greatest thing that I faced when I lived in this area was discouragement. And I just was asking the Lord how to end this message. And I'll, I'll give us a call this morning, but I don't know what it is, but someone here is really dealing with discouragement this morning. And I just felt that the Lord really wants you to know the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you. It could be somebody just died. It could be, um, yeah, I don't know. But I just want you to know that he comes close to the brokenhearted. And that wasn't a part of my message, but I, I, I wanted to share it. And I wanted to share it with this, that un, everything is unto something. And a lot of Christians use church as this place of, it's my, it's my escape. But what if we came in, even this morning, maybe you're discouraged. What if you came up to me and I prayed for you and we broke off discouragement, we implored on heaven for a couple of minutes. And then you spent 2022 in such a place of joy that your whole workplace found the Lord. Come on, high school students, all of you, my nephew and niece, guys, you have a significant moment right now to live for the Lord. I pray every day for you. There's an inheritance of ministry on your life, both of you, talking to Ethan and Anna. Sorry if that was awkward, but I pray every day for you. And I know you guys prophesy here but there's an, there's an inheritance of ministry over both of your life. It can come through basketball. It can come through worship leading Anna, but we've got to get his heart. Come on, let's pray. If you would, can you stand? Jesus, I just pray that this morning, come on, let's just every head bowed, every eye closed. Jesus, we just pray that this morning there would be something that shifts in our spirit. Jesus, I, I know that 2022 is not a year where we sit on the sidelines anymore. Lord, I pray that nothing but your richest grace and peace would fill every person here. But I do pray for the burden of heaven to fall like lightning on every person here who's away from the Lord, every person here who's not abiding in your presence, every person here is not taking choices to their faith. Jesus, I ask that you would come. 
Lord, I thank you that we got to show up with a pulled back morning to, to show the reality of how we have to worship without a pad behind us. We have to worship without a full band. Lord, let that be the lifestyle we live. Lord, we, have, we can't lean as a crutch anymore in 2022 on a ministry, God. It's here for us, but it's here like, like a dad handing his son breakfast and saying, go to school, go to work. Go to work, son. Come on, go to work, daughter. This isn't a striving moment. This is a great commission moment. Go to work. Get, it, get, it, get out of the stuff that you, you worry about what everyone thinks about you. I would love to pray for you that that would fall off. I'd love to pray for you because I believe it can. I, I, just, I just believe that this morning, even if you're here, come on, if you are discouraged, lift your hands to heaven. Lord, would you come? Lord, I implore on heaven. God, I've, I know I've been faithful in this secret place. Lord, would you be faithful to me? Would you touch every heart that is discouraged today? Would 2022 be a year where we don't allow a pain of the past to dictate the calling you have on our life? The student I dearly love from this area who let a pain of the past change his whole life. Lord, don't let it be us. I just wanna use the altar this morning. I've been ingrained in my church in Kona. The altar is always a part of the service. I love that it's not forced here because that's how I believe it should be. But I wanna use the altar this morning. Come on, as Phil's playing, as he begins to sing, I wanna give you a call. If you know you need to abide in 2022 better. You need friendship with the Lord in a better way. I wanna invite you up to the front. Come on, let's not let this moment be awkward. I wanna invite you. Come on, it's not awkward. This is the best thing we could ever do because when we take a choice, it reaps fruit. Come on, the choices are here. The second place we would be this morning is if you know you've, you've forgotten the call a bit, you've gotten a bit stale to, to loving Jesus and you, you've forgotten that it says go into all nations, into Walmart, into Coles, and be Jesus. Come on, I wanna invite you up to the front. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would prompt us this morning. Lord, there's healing at the altar. There's grace at the altar. There's forgiveness at the altar. If you've been away from the Lord, if you've been struggling in your marriage, there's healing at the altar. Jesus, we need your presence today. Jesus, we need more than we've had in the past. Lord, I need more going to Kona. I need more, this message is for me. I need more. Lord, I pray every young person in this place and the sound of my voice online, you would grip their heart. Lord, you would show them the reality of their friends they see every day in 2022. The reality of them facing an eternity away from God. Every day, you have a simple message. Simple. It could change eternity. Lord, I thank you I get to live in Kona, but Lord, I wish I was here. I wish I was here in a high school again. I wish I, I did this more in my high school. Lord, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't. Show us, God. If you would like prayer, Phil's gonna sing a song, but if you would like prayer, I would love to pray for you. I'm gonna just be laying hands on people if that's okay, but let's just take a moment. Come on, I tried to preach quick. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Let's just take a moment as Phil sings and just... 
Let's just honor his presence so that we can then take his presence. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you'd like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give online at providencecommunity.org. 